98 of the All the Books show, <laughs> normally recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we normally talk about book news, author news, and literary news. Absolutely. Normally, I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm always Nick Gunning. Yeah. And today, I'm still t- Eric. You are? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I said normally. Today, but. we have a special guest from the podcast previously on an X-Men, one of our favorite guests, and my wife, Hillary Gunning. Hillary. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hillary. Hi. Well, uh, Hillary last appeared with us on our Captain Marvel episode, which is in, I think, our top ton of like most popular episodes. So. Did you say our top ton? I did say top <laughs> ten, but it is in yeah. our top ten of most popular episodes. Yeah. So I, maybe you're a good luck charm, Hillary. I think probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. So normally Hillary, Hillary and Eric talk X-Men without me, but today, mm-hmm. since... Uh, <laughs> is it just called Phoenix or Dark Phoenix? The movie? Yeah. The it's called Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Since the movie Dark Phoenix is coming out, we're going to do a special superhero spotlight here on All the Book Show, where we talk about all things X-Men. Yeah, Yay. I kind of feel like you're a guest on our podcast. I know, it does feel <laughs> that way. It does feel that way a little Welcome, bit. Welcome, Nick. Welcome. For, thank you. For those of you that use SoundCloud to find the podcast, it's soundcloud.com slash books, and there you can find some cultivated playlists, including a playlist with all of our past superhero spotlights Woo. which are always a lot of fun hillary's been in this is your third I was in the wonder woman one and yeah. the captain marvel one. yeah, yeah. So this is your third this yeah. is a hat trick we didn't ask anybody on for the batman or superman ones no what was, do they know i know <laughs> that was the early days batman and yeah. superman was very yeah we couldn't early. book anybody to this save is, our lives. oh no i was gonna say is this our first uh, marvel but no because uh, captain marvel captain was our marvel, first yeah. marvel spotlight mm-hmm so I think we should do a Spider-Man too when the time comes. Yeah, we can do but, one on Spider-Man too. All right, the, the film Spider-Man <laughs> two. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, all right. I so, was like, I should make that joke. No, that is too dumb. Yeah. and you took it. I respect right. your restraint. I respect that. All right, so we're going to be talking about X-Men in a little bit, but for now, mm-hmm. let's dig into some bookmark. So okay. Eric, open that bookmark. Tell me what you've been reading. Okay, um, I've been reading X-Men. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, actually, I've been reading Blue Mars. I haven't gotten very far. Because it's a long book. Mm -hmm. And what's frustrating about uh, Kim Stanley Robinson's whole Mars trilogy is that the terraforming takes too darn long Mm. to happen, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. But he... In, in Red Mars, he introduced us to his, like, scientist characters, and they, bro- they like, cracked the human genome in terms of, like, aging, mm-hmm. so the characters are able to live longer so that they can see some of the terraforming, okay. but it's still just too slow. And so, like, I just want to... What are we talking about? How long does the terraforming take? I mean, technically, I like think... generations? Like, yeah. Okay. Centuries? Wow, So okay. he's trying to be realistic. He's trying to be realistic, but also boring. speed it up. I mean, there's cool stuff like they put mirrors around on uh, above Mars, okay. floating above Mars to generate heat to help melt the the polar ice cap. Okay. And, you know, and I'm just like, just I just want to see like all the cause and effect. Like we we heat this up so this melts this ice, which creates you know this body of water, which creates. I just want to see all that. And instead, it's a lot of politics. Like, should we even be terraforming Mars? Mm. I'm just like, yes. That's the answer. <laughs> so there's there's one character, and I talked about this last week, who I hate, and they do not want to terraform Mars. Okay. They're just, so they're not only are they an annoying character, right. they're slowing down the stuff that I want to see. Which is already taking generations, yes. hundreds of years. So it's 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 flawed. Now, but... is this the final book in the trilogy? Yeah. This is where you're at. Okay, yeah. so you've done it. You've done it this far. Yeah. You just got to go the distance. Yeah. So okay. finishing, it's a, this one won the Hugo. I don't know if it won the Nebula. Okay. But, or maybe it didn't. Maybe Red Mars. Maybe this one. Look, it doesn't remember. matter what it won. I, yeah, I think at least one won the Hugo, though. Yeah. I think at least. Okay. Uh, I, this isn't a series I'll ever, like, reread again. Yeah. But it's definitely, like, 
what's a good book on terraforming or That's Mars. The one. I mean, this is like the standard. Look, so. I, I don't know how Kim Stanley Robinson does it, but in the film Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. the terraforming is almost instantaneous. Yeah, he doesn't With the use... Genesis project. Yeah, they definitely Who's need Who's taking Genesis? 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 <laughs> no one's taking Genesis. Okay. Sorry, it's a little... A little Star Trek. Turn back in for of. our Star Trek yeah, that's spotlight. Right. We need to do another one. Another all, one. All the books beyond was like years ago at this point. So. Yeah. Well, we, that, I guess you know that's when, the last time. When no, that's not true. Actually. It was going to be relevant. Is that yeah. What you're but, say? It, but Star Trek Discovery is. I know it's, it's doing gangbusters. Doing better than Beyond did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe we can do it when uh, the Picard series comes out. You're excited about that, Hillary. Yes, I am. Hillary's yeah. a big. She's the next gen. Well, I mean, I was thrilled about it to begin with. Yeah. Because it's Picard. Yes say no more right but then you know you sort of get worried about it like what are they gonna do i'm still Is worried be about it dumb but then yeah. they did the uh, the little preview a little teaser and it's just perfect yeah. it's just exactly what i want it does seem pretty good it's so quiet yeah and calm i love it yeah i've been reading previously on x-men the book that's by the, name of the podcast you and hillary do the book that heartlessly stole our title yeah that's, yeah that's true. well eric and i've been down this road before so um difficult this is the book by the showrunner of the 90s x-men animated series oh uh, yeah it's it's a self-published book and it's kind of like in text textbook format it looks like a textbook um and some of it doesn't go into as much detail like he does an episode by episode recap mm-hmm. but it doesn't like talk about the making of each episode he just oh. kind of explains it if there's anything uh in there but the making of it i definitely learned that stanley was not easy to work with really on that thing and huh. that kind of sours some perspective he he wanted to uh open you know how the x-men animated series opens with that cool like yeah. 30 second minute long uh music yeah. intro and everything with all the characters right. stanley wanted the show to open with him at a desk explaining who mm. the X-Men are, what you're about to watch, that the characters. Sense. And then when it ends, <sighs> he would also do that again. Like, wasn't that fun, True Believers? Yeah. And so he basically wanted to do well, like what Walt Disney did with like the Alice in Wonderland stuff. Yeah, but he he narrated like Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yeah. Well, that's, starts what, that that's way, how you know? he started Pride of the X-Men. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They, he did that with Pride of the well, X-Men. And, yeah. Uh, it was one of the, the big sh- problems. Uh, Eric Luland, he was basically like, no, we're, we're in charge of this show. And so Stanley, I guess... Like he didn't know he didn't well, know was... certain characters because he only knew the ones he created. Yeah. So he wasn't familiar with the other ones. So he's like, "This is confusing," and he wanted just he just kept giving notes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people gave notes. Yeah. And they just had to like get through it. Okay. So so the books previously on X Men. Who's the author on that one? Eric Lulin. Eric Lulin. Okay. All right. Anything else for you? A lot of X Men comics. Okay. Uh, did I mention? Yeah, I'm reading through what equates to like essential X Men eight right now. Okay. So just late '80s X-Men. Nice. A lot of uh, a lot of drama. They're in Australia. Mm-hmm. They're in Genosha. Right. Uh, Dazzler's there. Oh yeah. So I like Dazzler from yeah. the arcade game. Yeah. I always played as Dazzler. But we can talk about that later. Uh-huh. All right. Is that it for you, bookmark wise? Did I see? Oh, I also saw the movie Dark Phoenix. Oh. Let's... oh you okay. Did? Save it. That. Save it for the spotlight. Okay. Save it for the spotlight. Oh, I don't like the. I don't like your Sorry. tone though. No, it's okay. I can tell you already. <laughs> okay, Hillary. Well, you're our guest, so why don't you go next? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Shouldn't she have gone first? She should have, but I didn't want to put her on the spot. So, so. rude. All right, take it away. What but are we even reading? Eric. Uh, oh. well, <laughs> I just finished Liar Liar by Jim Carrey, sort of James Patterson, oh. but oh. actually Candace Fox. Wow. Uh, it's a Harriet Blue novel. Okay. I've enjoyed the Harriet Blue novels. Mm-hmm. This one was bad. Really? Oh. Yeah, I think the longer I go Harriet. thinking about it, the more I'm like, no, it just sucked. I think I think mainly because, like, I think if it was just by itself, mm-hmm. it was just a standalone book, fine. Okay. It's like serial killer, violence, whatever. Okay. But it did not feel like an organic outflow of the character mm-hmm. from the previous books. Okay. 
So well, I remember you saying that before. This is a, this book is sort of a it's from a bygone era because this series actually started as a bookshot. So yeah. long-time right, listeners yeah. will remember the saga that was James Patterson's Bookshots, mm-hmm. in which he put out three novellas every month, mm-hmm. uh, and Harriet Blue started that way. And I remember you said from Black and Blue, I think it was the first one, to 50-50, it was mm-hmm. a huge jump, that characters from the bookshot didn't even characters come over. From the bookshot, yeah, it was basically just Harriet Blue. Okay. Mm. And it's like the, the, the bookshot is like her and this misfit guy like she gets dumped mm-hmm. with this new with this partner that everybody hates mm-hmm. oh, and it's boy. just the two of them like getting to know each other and they okay. do like a crime whatever do they sing and i like to know that you? they do from the king and <gasps> yes yeah oh, they start it's, yeah it's a nice little that's great being the highlight mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> so i liked that i liked the the groundwork that they laid and then the second book which is the first one that's not a book shot 50 50 50 50 was the it was the jump yeah. where she's now with a different partner and I'm pretty sure in the in that book they never mention the, the original first partner oh. hmm. which is weird so now uh-huh. is liar liar the third one it feels like there's another but it does but feel like I'm kind of considering his last like really good comedy Jim Carrey <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone considers that his last really good comedy oh I love that that's some people like Evan Almighty. <laughs> That I hold in my hand. Well, Evan Almighty is Steve Carell, but Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Jim Carrey. That's okay. Yeah, it's pretty I don't funny. think anybody likes Evan Almighty. No. Lauren, anyway. Lauren Graham probably does. But we all digress. We do. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> the point is, then Liar Liar, I'm pretty sure, yeah, the Liar Liar brings back both previous partners. Oh, even from the bookshot? Yes. Oh. And does them in a weird way that doesn't really feel like either of them actually is that previous character this is a whirlwind and harriet blue also does not feel like her previous character so and it's, it's i mean it's still candace fox so that hasn't yeah, changed i know i know i don't know what it is that changed maybe i changed huh. maybe i changed well okay well just to clarify the the book shot that began it all is called black and blue the first book is never 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 which we never forgot. oh okay then 50 50 then liar liar and next month in july oh, uh, book four is coming out called hush hush it's tricky because what they it's seem tricky, to tricky. do with <laughs> yeah, thank you. What they seem to do with these Harriet Blue books is jump her around a lot. Like she'll end up, she always ends up getting kicked out of her precinct. Oh. To like they're like this thing is happening, so you have to go out into the bush, mm. and then some she'll come back, and then something else she happens. Australian? So this is happening, yeah, so you have to Australia, go out okay. into the bush. She's always going <laughs> to different places. It's like how in Mission Impossible they always go rogue. They're never not rogue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You never like, see so her just real like job? living her life. Yeah. Working the job. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so like her, her character arc is interesting and then it sort of hits a I don't know. This yeah. book is just She like, goes out into the bush. And mm. it kinda it kinda <laughs> makes sense because like some crazy dramatic, like crazy dramatic stuff happens to her personally. Oh. But it doesn't really, in my opinion, warrant the kind of change that happens. I it see. just it doesn't feel organic. Hmm. That's that is unusual. I mean, not not that the the whole like Patterson Enterprise is like the pinnacle. Of Patterson's literature. on the Enterprise, <laughs> but the, I don't know what's going on. With but today. the Patterson books typically are very true to themselves. You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe like, it's and, because of the Candace Fox. Well, it could edition. be, but I, that's the whole that's the whole point of these like James Patterson. Like it's the James Patterson universe. Yes, the the partnership, like the James Patterson brand, is what sort of carries it through the short mm-hmm. chapters, oh, that's the, the style of the characters. You know, like that's all supposed to carry through. So it's very odd to me that this. Yeah. Uh, the Harriet Blues aren't following that, but okay. Are you going to read Hush Hush? Yeah, I'm def- I'll definitely read it. What do you know? Yeah. Okay. I've, I mean, I've liked the series. It, it's connected with me, but 
Yeah. I was I was very disappointed hmm. with this one. Okay. But I'll still read. For more on it's James be, Patterson, oh. visit SoundCloud.com slash all the books and look up our James Patterson episode. My brother Steve guest starred, and that's the episode that basically broke his brain oh, because yeah, he read so many of the women's beer club. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know how to breathe oxygen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Up is down. All right, what else? What else for you? Uh, then I also just finished uh, Scarlet Witch Volume 1, which is the first of, like, I don't know how many there are, but it's a series. There's three out now. We have the whole series in the collection. It's it's a, it's a newer series, like 2015, I think, something okay. like that. And it was fine. It it focuses on on Scarlet Witch after she has left something. I don't know what the what the previous stuff that has happened, but she's now on her own. She leave her boyfriend, her robot boyfriend. I guess. I mean, she's not with anybody. She hmm. has a ghost friend that apparently well, that's appears, fun. Yeah, she appears to have some deep background with. So oh, there's okay. a lot. There's a lot of mm. stuff happening, but for the most part, it's standalone. Uh-huh. It focuses a lot on her being like a sorcerer, which mm-hmm. is the kind is the stuff about Scarlet Witch that I don't like. Like okay. I really like yeah. the stuff I like about Scarlet Witch is her like chaos power because I mm-hmm. just think that's a really interesting concept and mm-hmm. very different from a lot of the other mutant powers that mm-hmm. happen. So I really like when when they have it focused on like how she uses like how how do you in a battle <laughs> use something that's like. I'm just going to make nonsense happen in like a strategic way. Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting. I think it's kind of a cop out to be like, in magic. Mm. But it seems like that's where they're leaning pretty hardcore. But in this one, it was was just like, there were goddesses and like demons. Bad news about current Scarlet Witch then for you. I know. I think that's all it is. It seems Mm -hmm. like it's it's been very heavily in that for like decades. Mm -hmm. Just depressing for me. Everyone else seems to like it. I don't have a lot of history with Scarlet Witch, but that's, you guys are We used to date. Did you really? Scarlet Witch Did and I. you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right after I stopped she going to high school. Yeah. Very actually. tumultuous. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So. Now you guys are going to be focusing on Scarlet Witch in your next episode. Of yeah. Well, that's why I just read this one was sort of to as as part of the preparation yeah. for that. Yeah. Okay. Anything you're currently reading? You want to tell us about? Uh yeah, I just 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 started Woman in Cabin Ten. And oh, I kind of, a lot of history on the show with I Woman in Cabin Ten. I kind of want to set it aside. Oh. It's just not... <clears throat> the thing is, I haven't gotten to the actual, like, the inciting incident. I heard a body! Yet. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I'm a little drunk, but I'm pretty sure that splash was a body! Ma'am. <laughs> Help, I'm following you to the water. I am a body! Did you hear that? Ma'am, ma'am, please. You're gonna oh, go to cruise ship jail. All right, anyway, so not, I haven't gotten to that part. I it's just my first I'm... cruise ship phone call! <laughs> I'm basically just in the part before anything happens, and it's so just, the whole book. It's not really fair. <laughs> oh, you wanted a high it's five. It's not really I did, fair so. of me to not get at least to that part, That's true. like where she's actually and on the cruise ship. Hillary's a Ruth Ware fan. I you, am you a like Ruth Ware Death fan. Death, Mrs. Westaway. Okay, here's the thing about this. Okay. I think you psyched me out about it because you have always said that you don't love women, in, women in cabin ten. Yeah. You also don't like Ruth Ware as much as I do. No, so I don't. So I try to take that with a grain of salt. I don't. But the ones of hers I've read, I think that The Women in Cabin 10 is the most simplistic and the most like derivative of others in that style. I don't think you've yeah. liked anyone since Cabin 5. Yeah, Cabin 5 was fine, but yeah. 6 through 9 were. Yeah. I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing? Uh, I finished a couple of things. Uh-huh. Uh, this has been not been a highbrow week for me. I'm just going to tell everybody right now. Jeez. Uh, so I read a few graphic novels. I read the first volume of Batman 66. Are you about to offend a bunch of people by saying it hasn't been a highbrow <laughs> week, and now you're going to list a bunch of things that we're going to be like, yeah, wait a second. Some cold surprise winners. No. <laughs> no, I read the first volume of Batman 66 by Jeff Parker, which is a continuation of the old Batman series. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. I, it must find its footing later because I read Batman 66 and Wonder Woman 77, which was great. Uh-huh. But this first volume, it's like, did you watch Wouldn't the that show? Just be Batman 77? Did at that you point? watch the show? Yeah. Is the question I have for the Sorry, author man. because it's not right. What, the main thing is they go to London, uh-huh. and in the in the Adam West series, it was always Londinium, the Londinium Batcave. Like, there's no London, it's Londinium. And I thought, like, to get that kind of thing wrong <laughs> in a continuation of the series is yeah. just like. I mean, it's on DVD, but anyway. Sorry. I didn't like that. I read Starfleet Command by uh, Mike Johnson, and uh, Derek Charm does the illustrations. I loved it. It was really good. And I I knew Mike Johnson. Did you really? Yeah. Probably not this one. No, we we were janitors together. He was a graduate student. Part-time janitor. No, I don't. Full-time janitor. Different guy. Different guy. (laughs) But anyway, the illustrator is Derek Charm, who does the Archie series and a lot of other stuff that I like. As I mentioned this on Twitter, and he responded and said that uh, Derek Charm said that this was his, like, favorite, like, his pet project, favorite thing he'd worked on, which I thought was cool because it's such a little, like, sideways story in the whole, like, Star Trek universe. But anyway, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I finished Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Uh, for a book club I do with some pals, that was pretty good. Now you've read other Claudia Gray Star Wars. You read what Lost Stars? I read Lost Stars, and you were you were all in for that. Yeah, that was really good. Master and Apprentice really got it right. Mm. And again, the audiobook, the guy's Liam Neeson impression in this audiobook <laughs> is like he deserves right. an audio award. Right. Listen though, yes. I heard you <laughs> as the wife. Yeah, I heard you listening the to wife. this, mm-hmm. and I kept listening for a perfect Liam Neeson. Yeah. And I did not hear it. Uh, and what, what is he? Is he Qui-Gon Jinn? Yes, he is. Yeah. Here's here's a little insider information on this. Uh-oh. I was listening to it on 1.4 speed. Oh, were you listening speed. to it fast? I hate when you oh, listen. That's... <laughs> so you can't you can't yeah. tell quite so much in there. I, I'll I'm going to train this boy like whether you like it or not, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, but it is, it's perfect. It's flawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I read a Star Trek book called Fallen Gods. This is in the Titan series, which I do not like, but I really liked this book. Mm-hmm. So... Who knows? Yeah. I guess... A fallen uh, god would need a starship. I guess it would, yeah. That's the plot of Star Trek V, I right. believe. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's it for me, bookmark-wise. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, I'm currently... It's I'm just highbrow. That's I'm just, just not a lot. I know. It's regular just, brow. Well, that's, yeah. that's two full novels and two graphic novels, but okay. Uh, I read... Uh, <laughs> well, which Le- is it, Nick? <laughs> I read Leviathan... I'm starting Leviathan Wakes by James S. A. Corey mm-hmm. yeah. for our Sci-Fi Book Club, which you can come to. Can you do have to start it early, because Leviathan month. takes a long time to wake. Here's something that's making me crazy, though. Uh-huh. The audiobook for this, the, the narrator says, like, and now Leviathan awakes... He's called it Leviathan Awakes. Awakes multiple times. And I'm like, is this, if I've been saying this wrong for years, no, it's Leviathan Awakes. If I vomit on this coffee table, I don't know what this man's story is, but anyway. Maybe he just has trouble getting from the N to the W. Could be. It could Ooh. be. Leviathan Awakes. Yeah. No. I heard a funny thing from Stephen Fry about narrating the Harry Potter audiobooks where he couldn't say the phrase Harry pocketed it. He kept, <laughs> he kept saying, he was like pocketed it in. Like he kept saying too many things. And so he called J.K. Rowling and was like, can he? Can I just say Harry put it in his pocket? And she was like, no, you can't. And, <laughs> no, Stephen Fry. And so, like, I don't even know. Eventually they figured it out, I guess. I don't know if they edited it. But then he said that in every subsequent Harry Potter book, the phrase Harry pocketed it appears in the book. That's so, mean. It's a little inside scoop on J.K. Rowling there. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's it. That's it for very particular. (laughs) That's it for the old bookmark. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, we've got so much to get into. I think we jump right into the segment. Any objections? I object. Can we bamf into the subject? (laughs) All right. So we already told you heads up what we're going to be talking about this week, and it is the X Men. Uh, because the the Fox franchise of the X Men is coming to a close here with uh, Dark Phoenix. Although, are we ever going to get New Mutants? The movie New Mutants? Don't ask me. That okay. looked so good. Didn't they have a preview? Am I crazy? They did yeah, have a trailer. trailer. Yeah. That yeah. was the one that was like kind of creepy. Yeah. They're saying it's still going to come it. out. Yeah. Like, Disney has put out a release date for it. But oh, I yeah? think really for the series proper, Dark Phoenix is kind of an unfortunate capstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me it. tell you, my Google assistant yeah. will not let me forget the dark <laughs> Phoenix. I have not once Googled the phrase dark yeah. Phoenix and yeah. it is constantly popping up with notifications. It's like, is there end credits of dark Phoenix? Here's what no. people think about dark Phoenix. No. Dark Phoenix isn't a great capstone. I can't. I got well, dark Phoenix on my wall. You know what? The Google Assistant much, must listen to previously on X Men your podcast with yes, Eric. I guess have oh, we yeah. mentioned this? All right, <laughs> we're on Google Play Music, so we're we're gonna we're gonna dig in today. So it knows. We asked Hillary to be on this episode uh, because of the expertise that the two of them bring. X. So I I am probably the oh. lesser X Men fan in the room here, and by probably I mean absolutely most definitely. <laughs> so um, Eric's asked me to keep a tight leash mm-hmm. on the conversation yeah. because he could talk from now until. Disney reboots the X Men, yeah. which is why I had to make the X Men. He's gonna filibuster to... until yeah. they. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. That's why I oh, had no. to go and do the X Men podcast. All right, so. sorry. So I've, I've got a series of questions. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stick us to these questions, uh-huh. and we're gonna get through this together uh-huh. as a team. Is this multiple choice? All right. Can I say something random? Yes. But relevant? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I follow the animated series people yeah, on Twitter. I just started. Did you see? Them. Did you see they tweeted something about? About rebooting the animated that cartoon, series. yeah, yes. They talked about that. They, just they wanted to bring it back and just start over where they left off. Just continue, yeah. like episode yeah. whatever, seventy-five. I don't know, crazy. Yeah, I think crazy. Disney technically already owned the animated show mm. even before they owned Fox. Mm. So I don't know. Hmm. All right, the first of my questions for my uh, X Men experts here is: <laughs> When did you first become aware of the X Men? Oh, so this isn't like, we're not being quizzed. I'm not going to be like, eh, oh, no. Incredible Hulk 181. No, well, if, Eric would if, win. If I did an impromptu quiz uh-huh. while recording, Hillary would leave me. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> so if, I can't, I can't if, do that. If you could quiz me yeah. and I could just look at Eric and be like, the one, it was the thing yeah. where they were juggling yeah. and then they were going to, yeah. and he'd be like that. Yeah, yeah. really. It's, it's, a, it's a special language, a shorthand yeah. that Hillary requires. Okay, when, when did we first become aware of the X-Men? Here's it for me. When I was as... Far back as I can remember, I was watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which mm-hmm. is Spider-Man and Iceman, who is an X-Man, and uh-huh. Firestar, who is a made-up X-Man. Mm-hmm. But they, there's a lot of talk about how they were X-Men and their former X-Men, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that, I think, was where I first like heard the term X-Men. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I had a VHS copy of Pride of the X-Men, which I have a lot more fondness for than Eric or Hillary, because mm-hmm. I watched this like in the 80s as a child well, like when there's hundreds nothing else. of times, yeah. you know. Maybe. So for yeah. me, and then especially coming out of Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends, right. um, it wasn't a huge leap for me. So I mm-hmm. really liked this, and I loved the arcade game that uses all the uh, like the six players. Yeah, yeah, it, and it uses the character designs from Pride of the X Men. Yep. So for me, it was a whole like yeah. X Men thing. So that was it. That was it for me. Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends to Pride of the X Men to X Men Arcade, and then eventually the '90s series. Mm-hmm. Hillary, what about you? I think you probably have both of us beat for longevity. Mr. Well, because yeah, going back to the child. Back, back to the Spider Man mm-hmm. 
and his amazing friends. I never watched any of that. Oh, okay. So mine probably starts with the animated series from yeah. the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I was super into that. Used to pretend to be Jubilee and yeah. like all of them. Rogue. Jubilee Rogue was the was one you favorite. picked to be? Well, see, this is the thing because we would You guys better not leave me behind even us. though I'm the youngest. It was me and my sister Allison and my friend Caitlin Woolsey uh-huh. and we would play and so we had to pick who we would be and mm-hmm. I, I think I was stuck with Jubilee. This, Jubilee's... I think Allison was Rogue mm-hmm. and I think Katie was Storm. Jubilee is like the star of the pilot. I know. You didn't pick, you didn't want, you'd rather dope. be Jubilee than Jean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Jean from the animated series. Yeah. Jean from everything. Jean, yeah, Jean from most things is not a super no, compelling No, but you know character. who's, who, or where Jean is great? Where? The, uh, that game. What's the game? X-Men Legends? Legends. X-Men Legends, the video game. She is the best character yeah, she is. in that game. Yeah, they use her powers well in that, I She's think. great. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, so 90s X-Men <laughs> 90s for you. 90s X-Men is where it started. And then when did you start, like, reading X-Men? Reading? Just, like off of yeah, X Men really is also know. a series. I guess it probably of just comics. jumped off of that. I think what pro- I think what happened, if I think about it, is I liked the animated series, and then I was all online and stuff yeah. with like the fandom yeah. things and like fan fiction mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And f- from fan fiction, I would start to learn about like storylines that had happened in the comics, and so then I would go to the comics. I see. And like learn okay. what the well, fan legit. fiction was referring to. That's legit. <laughs> What about you, Pickles? That's you, Eric. Oh. <laughs> um, Are you refusing to Yeah, I was refusing to answer to Pickles. To pickles. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you my... wearing that green shirt. Kind yeah. Of, kind well, of looks like a Hulk pickle. Shirt. You're right. All right. It's inappropriate for this conversation. I, but... All my X-Men shirts are dirty right now. I understand. So. Oh, you wait. No, you don't have any. No, I do. I have, I have like, hey. He's not a big it's X-Men weird. fan. It's weird how he doesn't have any X-Men <laughs> shirts. Yeah, well, he has as many X-Men shirts as knowledge about X-Men. Oh, yes. boy. Limited. Yeah. Uh, you guys both have me beat then on yes. longevity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I didn't get into X-Men until the year 2000. X-Men 3, The Last Stand. No. Oh, sorry. X-Men 2000 uh, was coming out, the movie. Okay. And... Uh, you always say X-Men 2000, like that's the title, and that's kind of a fun title. It's a great title. Yeah. yeah I've watched that. <laughs> um, and it was coming out, I remember reading something about it coming out in Disney Adventures. I remember seeing like a trailer. Disney Adventures? Boy, there's yeah. a throwback. There was... Wow. Um, the trailer had been out, maybe, and I had, so I had, like, got online and looked up the characters, and my library had the big collection, Essential X-Men Volume 1. Oh, okay. They actually had, like, the first three, or mm-hmm. maybe I had to get them from other libraries, but, so I just was reading, like, the 70s X-Men comics for a while. Not the Stanleys. No. Okay. No, this was, uh, the Claremont, Chris yeah. Claremont. Yeah, I've so read that. That Wolverine, Essential Wolverine, Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. uh, Colossus of Storm were, like, yeah. the big yeah. new p- characters there, and so I was just kind of reading that, like, straight through for a while, and then... Into that, I mean that that sucks you in the black and whites mm-hmm. and the really oh okay. yeah. Um, Eric's a different kind of reader. He is. Yeah. Than I <laughs> yeah. Am. And then I started buying my X Men comics like like back issues okay. and stuff. And then I started like I wherever they were, it would have been like right as Grant Morrison was starting his run, and right as Joe. Kent, I've never Casey read the written. Grant Morrison X Men. Yeah. Is it? Do you think I'd enjoy that? Maybe it's it's different. It's yeah. extreme. It's good. Uh-huh. Not extreme with an X. Not okay. No. Not extreme. It, it's very different. He 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 does a lot of stuff that Marvel's like. Mm. After he left, Marvel retconned a lot of stuff really? because he was kind of taking it to its logical conclusion. Okay, but I mean, then it's just everything. Okay, so so the movie really like the movie. Yes, it. the movie introduced it to me, but I started reading the comics before 
I watched the movie in mm-hmm. preparation. So, for yeah, the movie. so I had, I think I had already read like the first two essential X Men. Well, I gotta I gotta respect your diligence there. That's you. You really you did your homework before that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was excited. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anything. Like, I like that what we've got here is like the more condensed amount of time we've known X Men, the yeah. more extreme the fandom seems to get. <laughs> extreme with an X. Yeah. Yeah. With an X. Okay, with an X. Well, I, had, I just had so much to catch up with, but also I had a pretty decent paying job for a teenager with no. Mm-hmm. At some points, not a lot of expenses, mm-hmm. so a lot of a lot of comic yep. books. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Who needs and, who needs braces when you can have the X Men? I had <laughs> braces. You had braces? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No wonder you didn't. Date well, much. I didn't pay for the braces. Oh, you didn't. My mom paid for you the stole, braces. Oh, okay. They yeah, stole I stole braces. <laughs> braces. I, I went in. I went in like every two months to get them yeah. adjusted, and I yeah. stole it. I'm like, right. if you adjust it, then I'll yeah. pay you. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, you promise. Wait, where'd he go? I'm wow. leaving the so, state. So, so dentistry is based on the barter system in Massachusetts. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Look. This, this would be around the time that, yes, I had braces, and yeah. yes, I was into X-Men, so when yeah. they asked me what colors I wanted, at one point, it was blue yep. and gold, please. Oh, yeah. yep. So, oh, they'd be Wolverine colors. Yeah. I also did holiday themes, mm. so black and orange on Halloween. And... All right, uh, let's talk books for a minute. Because I know you've read a lot of the X- Like, I'm talking about prose, fiction, <clears throat> yeah. X-Men books. Actually, I read a lot more novels than I did comics at first. Really? Because I didn't know where to start reading mm-hmm. comics, mm-hmm. So, but books were just easier because they were very condensed storylines. Yeah. And the library seemed to have more of those. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up reading. There's actually that. a decent amount. Like when you, when you go to look at like, especially mm-hmm. I think Marvel does this better than DC with their prose fiction, because there is a lot yep. of novels based on those characters. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite or two? Uh, Mutant Empire is a trilogy. Okay. Yeah. They also put it in one giant big uh, collection, but that I loved it. It was basically, I think it was taking place like in the 90s with the 90s team, but okay. it, it had like 10 of the X-Men and they get split up into two teams of five and like one team is out in space dealing with the Shi'ar mm-hmm. and uh, Lalandra and the Star Jammers and one team of five is on Earth dealing with Magneto who's taken over Manhattan with a group of Sentinels. Sounds funny. He has a bunch of... And it, so it was one of these books that just had like everybody showing mm. up. Also... Codename Wolverine, which is like a oh yeah, slash, I know that one. It's kind of like a prequel story, but also he's dealing with stuff. I feel like I've read that. Yeah, there's a bunch of characters. We at least that, have it. Yeah. I know we have it in our house. I think I did read yeah. that. Okay. Also, Smoke and Mirrors, which is a Mister Sinister story. Mm. I read that too. Yeah. You you read that because out of a yard sale, I sold my two paperback copies of Smoke and Mirrors and Codename Wolverine. I bought them. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? I bought them. Yeah. Is that when true? I was when I was in fourth grade. Uh-huh. Do you guys get the Scholastic book orders? Yes. Was that a thing? I loved the Scholastic book orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were fun. And I, from there, I got an X-Men book called Second Genesis. And this was this is by uh, Paul Mantell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, like a junior level book. You know, oh, yeah. He's a 12-year-old. And it was about, what's the living island? Genosha? Genosha? Genosha. No. The living Genosha island is, is Krakoa. Island. Yeah, Krakoa. Krakoa. Genosha is the mutant island. Where well, whatever there. it is. By the Krakoa. time this ends, the book, uh, the the island is gone, mm. and there's a giant tidal wave to fill yeah. the hole. Yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's that in the comics. Which is that though? That's that's second Genesis. That's giant size. Yeah, giant size. But I mean, that, one. what island is that? Krakoa. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I read that with the island that walks like a man without any knowledge of what walk. that was. Uh huh. Like I had no idea what that was, yeah. and I just basically known Pride of the X Men, mm-hmm. and had seen probably at that point the first season or yeah. so of the animated series and I was just like what yep. is that happening that was the first X-Men comic I ever read because oh, that's really? how essential X-Men starts it's bananas and yeah it was just like so is this is this what the comic books is yeah just 
living islands, yeah. walking like men, but not really. Yeah. It's terrible. So I don't rate that high, Yeah. but that was the first X-Men like novel that I read. Okay. My favorite is one called Dark Mirror, which is written by Marjorie Liu. Who, do you remember this one, Hillary? Because I think you read I it do. as well. In like 2006, there was a whole series of X-Men novels coming mm-hmm. out. And this one was Marjorie Liu, but Christopher Bennett wrote several. And there was all sorts of, it was, it was a big push at the time. Mm-hmm. So I read like all of those, but this one was so weird. It's so mm-hmm. atypical. This is where the X-Men, some mutant transfers the X-Men into patients in a mental institution. Scary. Do you remember this? No. It's, okay. I've read it. We, I've, I was sure I had read this. You have. I know crazy. that you have. But this was like a decade ago. Um, and it was so good. And they weren't really, like most of the time they weren't able to use their powers because they were trapped in other bodies. So it's just really like deep character study of the X-Men trapped in these bodies. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. I couldn't believe it. This mm. is probably my favorite X-Men thing that I've ever read. Mm. Wow. So anyway, that's that's Dark Mirror by Marjorie Liu. Were there any other books that you, I think you kind of, you read I all the ones that, that we mentioned. So, them, okay. yeah. yeah, there was a Savage World book I read. It might be called Savage Hearts, where they go and that fight Sauron. By and Daniel fight the Mutates. <laughs> uh, there's one where it's like the original five X-Men fighting Lucifer again. Ooh. Lucifer the space alien, not oh, the devil. Not the devil. <laughs> yeah. Why can't he be both? Yeah, and there was also this trilogy I never finished. I think I read the first two, where Doctor Doom, or maybe it starts with Red Skull getting the Cosmic Cube mm. and changing everything around, okay. and then Doctor Doom gets it. That sounds fun. And Magneto gets it. What is it? it like I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And also one like where that. the X Men and the Avengers were time traveling. I think it's called Time Arrow. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some some comic books now. Let's talk about some of our favorite runs. So you've already you've already mentioned like seventies and essential X Men and all that. What give me give me some of your favorite runs? Well, my absolute favorite X Men storyline is Age of Apocalypse. Okay. This was a nineties storyline that happened where uh, all the X Men books were basically canceled. Okay. Because. Uh, Professor X's son goes back in time to kill Magneto. Oh. So Legion, uh, hit the character David, goes back in time to kill Magneto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still friends, Xavier and Magneto at the time. So Xavier jumps in the way to save Magneto, and he gets killed, oh. which causes Legion to disappear, and that means Xavier was never to, to form the X-Men. Wow. So Magneto does, and Apocalypse wakes up and just takes over everything because they're not ready for wow. him. And it's this this big alternate reality story where the characters look and act very differently Hmm. uh apocalypse is in charge and it's just it's really cool it only lasts like each series became a different series for apocalypse so there was only like it was only like four or five months long of an event but it's very it's like the best marvel's done in terms of like just epic scope and alternate reality stuff so and apocalypse if i'm right just has the power to control sand no (laughs) because of film x-men apocalypse his only power was sand powers um what (laughs) also sand x-men apocalypse now you got me age of apocalypse is was the first i would go to my comic book store and he didn't have uh, he would keep those in like X Men Miscellaneous. Uh, I see. And I would just like be buying them as yeah. the, as what I could find. I would buy. So I didn't. I was reading it in pieces and oh, not being boy. able to like finish it uh-huh. uh, and just waiting for him to like either get somebody else to yeah, like yeah. sell him more or mm-hmm. him to find other ones. And so it took me a while to finish it, but it was a good one. And also uh, the X Men game X Men Legends Two. Okay. Uh, is based on that a little bit. Oh, so I remember yeah, playing right. that. Yeah. And then also rereading X-Men okay. Age of Apocalypse. I'm like, this is great! Mm-hmm. So, there, You know, most of the X-Men video games are good. 
mm-hmm. X-Men Legends, X-Men Legends 2, both Sega games, yeah. the, uh, the just X-Men and then X-Men Clone Wars are mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. I love them. I never played the old Nintendo one that mm-hmm. everybody says is terrible, but... Yeah, the NES one is supposed to be X-Men like Arcade. Uh, well, you, you like X-Men Legends. I love X-Men Legends. Legends. That's Legends a great one. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Those are really good. Uh, anyway, so, so Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. Uh, I like the Messiah Complex, uh, like crossover the X Men did, where uh, this is after House of M. So okay. uh, no mutants have been are being born. A bunch of them have lost their powers. There's only like 200 mutants left, mm. and now a mutant has been born, and they're all everybody's after the baby. So Mister Sinister's after the baby. Mystique is after the baby. The X Men are after him. Mm. Cable is there uh, as his own. And Thank it's, goodness. It's very. It, it was. It was really cool. It was an exciting time. Uh, that was one I was reading monthly. Okay, and it it was a lot of fun. I don't think I ever like was following like single issues of X Men. Oh yeah, I did. Go, I mean, I would always go through like the quarter boxes and stuff at Collectors mm-hmm. Cove, which yeah. was a bright teal comic book store that I used yeah. to go to as a child. Yeah. Uh, and I always loved the what if stories about yeah, the X Men. Fun. There was a what if Phoenix had lived, yeah. and just different like taking classic X-Men storylines and twisting them and yeah. being like, what if this happened? So that was a great run. Those, yeah. those were some of my early favorites. What about I kinda, you? Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. I, I kind of have this thing uh, where if I find an un- an issue of Uncanny X-Men that mm-hmm. I don't own, yeah. I'll buy it. Just yeah. like sight, sight, what's the phrase? Sight unseen. Sight unseen, yeah. So I, I was out one time with some friends and I was going through some comics. I'm like, oh, I don't have this. And I just grabbed like five. He's like, how do you even know you don't have this one? Because there's just yeah. know, so many. So... All the Chris Claremont stuff I enjoy too. Nice. The Dark Phoenix. So I get okay. more boring with that where I'm okay. like, oh, Days of Future Past, Dark Phoenix. Mm. When to See, go. I haven't read those. I haven't read those, Dark Phoenix or Days of Future yeah. Past. I got I got all I got at least eight volumes of Essential X Men right here if you do want. Do they them. all match? No, there's about three Dark or four X. different spines. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> do you want do you want one of the spines? I don't I can't even do you know look I, I can't my, even look at them. I was at my home comic Eric book has store. What two volumes identical, and then you got a weird one, and then you got another one that doesn't match either, and then so, you got more that match. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. Volume one and two are the same. Yes. Volume three is different because it's one of the original oh, printings. I threw up in my mouth. Uh, volumes <laughs> four through six are the same. Go and then good. Seven and eight change. Stop it. So but match each other. Yeah, but match oh, each other. That is, you know what? And I don't have nine, ten, eleven. This is a good example so of the Scarlet Witch using chaos to <laughs> destroy something because yeah. my psyche chaos is gone. Yeah. Hillary, what about you? What are, what are some of your favorite storylines? Well, we went back, I went back to to try to see which ones I had read more recently that that I particularly liked. I'm really enjoying the all new X Men run. I guess. Yes, that's on my that's on my list too. That's where the like original the original. Five. X-Men Like the crew. 60s X-Men. Yep. Comes Cyclops through Beast. time. I can't remember how, but Beast they go through time. Them. That's right. Beast goes yeah. back to get them yeah. so that they can fix Cyclops. stuff that's been going on. Yeah. Cyclops main, is off the rails right now. In the main timeline. I mean, yeah. And so then they get stuck. And yeah. so there's like volume after volume after volume of these like kids living like with their adult selves mm-hmm. and like chaos ensues. Yeah. I like it. I do too. And uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta say props. This is by Brian Michael Bendis. I gotta say props to Marvel for doing that because it is such an off the wall, imaginative mm-hmm. plot. Uh, and you don't like this, right? You're not a fan. No. Okay. You're gonna have <laughs> to continue. Help, you're gonna have to help me because I've read seven volumes of this and I don't know where to go next. So I need your expertise. Okay. Seven volumes of of all new X Men. Oh, you've read all of those? Yeah. Did you just read them because I, I had them? You read them because I had them. I love the classic team. That's one place where I differ from you guys. Yeah, that's the interesting thing because yeah. I, I kind of aggressively don't like I know. The, the original team, but yeah. I really like this. 
Yeah. So I like the classic team, and I liked having them interact with with the new versions. And I love time travel. I mean, any I kind like of Brian Michael Bendis. Time I just really like his like dialogue favorite. and all of like the style of his drama, mm-hmm. which I know is also Eric's favorite. Eric does he love that. The wordier, the better. That's all true. right. Well, I I all some of ours might be the same because all new X-Men uh, by Bendis is, is on the top of my list too. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably the one I followed the most like religiously for the longest yeah, until it just got too. so the The later volumes I'm not anymore. liking as much. Yeah, it kind of, it took a turn. All right, what else you got? The Avengers versus X-Men Omnibus. Phoenix the Phoenix Force? Force is coming to Earth and Iron Man and the Avengers are like, oh no, it's coming and we got to destroy it. And Scott is kind of like revolutionary at the time. He's like, no, we can use it Boy, to bring back bonkers. the mutants back. Avengers want to take Hope back because they think it's coming to get Hope. And Hope Who's is the, who? Hope is a character mutant. that they think is psychic. They think is is kind of related to Jean Grey. Okay. Jean Grey's dead at the time. Anyway, X-Men disagree with the Avengers. There's a big fight. Five of the X-Men get the Phoenix Force. They go a little crazy. They kind of, like, take over. Like, yes. they rule... Cyclops, Emma Frost, Magic, Colossus, and Namor, the Submariner. Oh, I like Namor. Oh, that's right. All have the Phoenix Namor. Force. And they, yeah, they kind of take over the world, go a little crazy. Everybody fights them. Cyclops kills... Uh, tries to kill Emma, kills Professor X. Yeah. Phoenix Force breaks up. He's all sad. I mean, I have other things written down. I have X-Men Season 1. Yeah, that's a fun series. We when when Eric and I first started the graphic novel collection here, uh, we got all of the season ones just to have kind mm-hmm. of a baseline for all the different characters. And X Men was in there. I've read that one too. I really like that yeah. as well. Good art. Well, we already mentioned for me, we already mentioned all new X Men, which probably mm-hmm. is my favorite. I also was really a fan of the Astonishing X Men Joss Whedon run, which is what three volumes. It's four volumes. Yeah, that one was a big deal. That was like, uh, because after Grant Morrison left, they were like, oh no, now what are we going to do? Nobody's going to want to yes. buy X-Men anymore. And yeah, Joss Whedon came in, wrote it for like 26. It was delayed a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it ever resolves, right? Another... It does. Yeah. He, there was a big like extra issue when it was over. Oh, I see. Where uh, the aliens are sending a giant space bullet towards huh. Earth. See, I don't think I ever finished that one, probably because of the delays. I don't think I yeah. ever read. It like, took me a long time to finish it as well. That's the thing. It's like with Paper Girls, you know? It's like you almost have to just wait until the end and then go back and read yeah. it so the story makes sense. So. But especially the early volumes of that, I really loved it. And then um, X-Men First Class by Jeff Parker, uh, mm. I also really like, which mm-hmm. is just, it takes the, the 60s team, puts them in a modern setting, yeah. and it's just, it's a, it's a good use of the yeah. characters. I like that a lot. I didn't love the Joss Whedon stuff when it was happening because mm-hmm. this was one of the books that felt like it was retroactively uh, trying to undo things that the Grant Morrison run uh, had done. Okay which I had been, like, a big fan of. Okay. And so, like, characters were acting like they had in the 80s instead of how they had been acting for, like, the past 20 years. I see. So he, he kind of, like, Wolverine and Cyclops had kind of, like, just chilled out mm. about the whole, like, rivalry yeah. and, like... Gene was gone now right. and everything, so it was just like now they can relax. But then he was like, "Nope, it's back." <laughs> it was just kind of like, "Cool, nice. this is this is great. This is I made Cyclops a convertible." <laughs> Let's talk movies. Let's talk movies. Let's uh-huh. talk movies. Um, there's so much to get into there. So many mm-hmm. different movies. Uh, <laughs> there are. Well, there are. I mean, you know, you've movies. got the classic trilogy. You've got Godfather, the new class trilogy. You've got yeah. the Deadpool. You know, you've got. It's just a lot going on. Yeah. So why don't we? Why don't we pick a favorite? Can we do that? Oh, mm-hmm. man, I don't yeah. know. Can we do that? Yeah, I'm Hit sure it. they're all different. Okay. Mine's X-Men 2. Okay. X2, X-Men United. Go on. Uh, X-Men 2, for me, is 
it's basically the movie I would use to be like if somebody's like, "What are the X Men about? Yeah. What are they? What are what, what are they about? What are what are the characters like?" I'd, mm-hmm. I'd show them X Men too. Okay. Because whereas X Men One is very good and it's kind of like a smaller character piece, X Men Two has it has bigger action for one, but it also uh, bring home brings home more the human the mutants versus humans dilemma. Than the first one does because okay. the first one's very much like Magneto has a crazy plot and right. some mutants are fighting. But X Men Two is very much like humans are humans are going to be a problem for mutants and it's it just it, I think it nails a lot of like the core okay. ideas that you know are at the base of the X Men. All right, and it's got some of the best. Uh, what would you moments. if you had to fill out a top three? Uh, I mean, it'd be X Men Two probably First Class and then probably Days of Future Past. Okay, so. All right. Yeah. Hillary, what about you? I think my I think I would say like uh like the set of the first movie and Days of Future Past. Mm. I think I would That's put true. those like together. But, I think you... all the all the rest of them are like I like these movies, but I don't know that there's any others that really stand out that much to okay. me as like individuals. It's like, yay, I'm watching an X-Men movie. There's more. Woohoo. But okay. I don't think that and just to clarify, you're talking about the Days of Future Past, the, the rogue, rogue, the cut. rogue cut. Yeah, that's true. I should which specify. In in the theatrical release, and Eric's favorite, Rogue is basically excise, which yeah. makes the plot, I think, quicker and and more lean. And it probably like, makes it a better movie in yes, itself. I agree. But what I like about the Rogue cut is that it makes it like a bookend. So you yeah. have the first movie, and then you have a bunch of movies, and then you have Days of Future Past, the yeah. Rogue cut, which acts very much as like the end parentheses of the two. Yeah, well, I mean, you just, I just love, I love the, I can't think of the word, but the, the, the mirroring of... The, the parallelism. Yes, thank you, of... Of Magneto in the first movie, the dancing off, going through the train <laughs> with this whole big thing, like breaking through all this stuff, trying to steal rogue you know mm-hmm. trying to get rogue trying to, yeah and then you have the, the in the rogue cut the reverse of that where magneto's doing the same kind of mm-hmm. thing to like save to rogue and bring her like where she needs to be so i i really love yeah, that it's really good yeah it's it's hard and now you're making me question myself i think honestly oh did you have another so i get, it had eric do a top three do you have a top those three are, I, those are the two i, I just don't really Okay. I don't want to say I don't care about them, yeah. but they all just kind of run together. She likes Mostly first class because a lot. I don't want yeah. to break. Oh, I wasn't thinking about. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. The new, the new guys. Yeah. I like. I would. For me, it's really it's hard. I think, I think like I have to give it to X Men, the first X Men, just because of its importance and how good it is. You it's know what really I mean? You good. don't have to. You don't have to say. You don't have to make any excuses for that movie. You know, it's just yeah. good. And I remember so clearly when it came out, I was in the Bogar, this theater. I used to go to this little tiny theater in, in the downtown. And I just remember, like, everything that happened, and I was 100% in. I couldn't wait for the VHS tape to come out so I could, like, <laughs> watch it a million times. So I think in the grand scheme of things, in the X-Men saga, like, the importance of that movie is going to make it take anything else. I think if I could like divorce the emotion from it and to pick an absolute favorite, I think I would go with First Class because yeah, it is just is such a strong movie. Just beat by beat mm-hmm. is a great movie. Yeah. I love it. To round out a top three, I would go with The Wolverine. Boy, I was not thinking of the right movies when I was coming <laughs> with my plans. Mm-hmm. I stand by my I stand by my favorite. Mm-hmm. X Men. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, First Class is great. 
and mm-hmm. uh, the the little individual ones are good too. I really enjoy. It. What's the? I don't think it's. I don't think Wolverine would appreciate you calling him his movies the little individual the ones. <laughs> the Wolverine is X Men Origins Wolverine, which you and I, I have a fondness for, and I think you like it a little less than me. And Eric and the rest of the world hate it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I like it. I With like Taylor it. Kitsch as Gambit and all that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I like. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I like it too. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Eric. we're in Eric's house, so we should. Sorry, no, it's fine. We should be respectful. With his it's wishes. fine. All right. Um. It, now it's hard. It's hard to take to put anything above the '90s X-Men series, uh, the cartoon, just because again, it's like kind of the one that started it all and got it all going. Uh huh. Let's name a favorite series for you. X-Men the animated series. It would be the '90s okay. one. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, it probably would be. I have. Really? I really liked. Uh, I really liked evolution. Yeah. See, I thought one hundred percent you were going to say evolution. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing is, a lot of evolution, the style of it, and, and I'm sorry, what era are we talking about for evolution? Is that two thousand? It's like two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. When I was, it was, it was great for the age that I was, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's, it's more of the the style of storytelling and the art and stuff that I like in general. But I think that the original animated series just did more legwork and like if i hadn't watched that i probably wouldn't really have latched on Mm -hmm. to evolution so it's hard for me to divorce the two yeah they it feels almost like i don't know it feels like they're connected like i think i just watched them kind of in a stream x-men evolution is what started my long-term crush on rogue Ah. That, now, that gothy what, impression the gothy. of Rogue. And what is X Men Evolution borrowing most heavily from, like from the comics or something? It's just doing its own thing. It, mostly, it's just okay. doing its own thing. Yes. It was kind of. It feels like it was. It was at the time. It was trying to do X Men, and it was latching on to the kind of anime craze, it, being a little more um, fluid art. Evolution. I mean, they were using. They were basing a lot of stuff from the first movie. Uh, like they. That's true. I remember reading something that they had to put like saber tooth in a coat and everything mm. like why and then they saw the movie like oh okay that's yeah. why mm. and so i think they were using a lot from the movie i don't think they used too much from like ultimate x-men the comics that were happening at the time yeah uh a little bit of like the costumes but uh like storm and wolverine are the only like adult mm-hmm. mutants there so i think oh, they that's were right. going with that yeah. as well so i for me i mean I, I know I've told you this before, but I the '90s X-Men show was to me it was the really the first like I have to see the next episode of this show. Hmm. You know, it was the because it was it was a little more serialized than com- mm-hmm. cartoons had been up to that point. Yeah. I remember the whole saga with Morph Morph being left behind and then being all like, "How could you leave Morph? We had to!" Like screaming at each other. Yeah, I was I like, "This that is too real." Much because they would not this stop playing intense. that episode. Oh, they played that episode, and then every Pizza Hut had that episode Ugh. on VHS yeah. tape. So yeah. it was like the most yeah. There yeah, you go. I've got the VHS tapes. Yeah, but but I honestly I think I think my favorite would be Wolverine and the X Men. Mm-hmm. Wolverine and the X Men is a great series. It is. It I is. Don't, it is underappreciated. Like sort of feel. I don't. I don't feel like it. It's as legit in my brain mm-hmm. because the other ones are just from like my childhood right. when I was forming my opinions yeah. of the X Men. Mm-hmm. But it is very good. Wolverine and the X Men has good writing yeah. and everything, but the animation quality is a little cheap. You can kind of tell. Oh, it's a little, yeah, I remember that. It's a little uh, thin, kind of. Yeah, you can kind oh. of. You, it's yeah, one of those I things where there's not a lot of depth in the animation, so you can see that like the characters are on a background. Yeah, you know what I mean. And but it is, it's it's good. It's like 26 episodes. It only got one season. Yeah. Um, and then it ended, and they're like, "See you next season for Age of Apocalypse." I know so, it was a great uh, ending too. It really but was. I'll tell you what. 
uh, it did make me cry. Yeah. One of the episodes. Oh, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a great episode. show. There's a Sentinel in there called Rover. And you met uh, you met Steve Bloom, who voiced Wolverine in that. I did meet and Steve Bloom. And you got my copy of Wolverine and the X-Men signed yeah, that's true. by the man himself. I love Steve Bloom. So it's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. So, so Rover was the episode in the, in the original. The episode where the Sentinel named Rover, all he can say is destroy, but oh, he's like, yeah. he's Marrow's uh, pet robot yeah. and keeps him safe. And then... At the end, they're being attacked by Sentinels, and he's in there to fight them. And she's like, oh, no, Rover, you gotta escape. And he turns to her and says, run. But all he could say was destroy, and now oh, he says, run. <gasps> yeah, that's emotional. I'm okay. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely was glad no one was home during that episode. So, yeah. just a wow. 25-year-old man yeah, crying on the show. couch. If, like, you <laughs> if you haven't watched Wolverine and the X-Men, like Eric said, it's one season, 26 yeah. episode. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, let X-Men get, like... Like Marrow's in there, yeah. Like that, so that's kind of Bishop a gets pretty, a lot of play in there. Marrow gets a lot atypical, of play. It's an atypical mm-hmm. team and an atypical setup with Wolverine kind of taking the lead. Well, because that. Professor X is missing, yeah, and Jean, like Professor X and Jean, are both gone because yeah. there was a big explosion mm-hmm. right, and they lost them. So like Wolverine has to. It starts with him having to like reform the team, right? Cyclops yeah. is off moping and he yeah. has to get kind of a broody Cyclops to join the team. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a lot of like. They did some interesting stuff with the Phoenix story yeah. at the end that I was kind of uh, surprised by. And it was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. So Yeah, it's it's an excellent series. So that yeah. that's I mean, that's why it's my favorite. It was it was one that, that yeah. I really latched on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too bad that one. I know, I know, season, and it so. did so it's such good setup. But anyway. Yeah. All right, let's close this up unless there's something else you guys want to talk about that I missed. Uh, I don't think all so. All right. Let's close this up with favorite characters. Okay, I think my automatic is Rogue. Yes. Um, which is funny because my current favorite in the Marvel Universe is Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and she is where Rogue gets her That's true. most notable yeah. powers in the In one of the series. most disturbing episodes of the 90s animated yeah. series. Yeah. I'm sorry! Yeah, we so talked about a that a little connection. in the Captain Marvel episode. Yeah. But I love her, and I love Gambit. Yeah. I love her and Gambit mm-hmm. <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's probably that's it. <laughs> okay, just Rogan Gambit. Rogue and Gambit. Well, like I, n- those are the ones that like you say. What are your favorite characters? And it's like that was just jumped okay. straight to my mm-hmm. mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, Sans Wolverine. Okay. It's character Rogue, Nightcrawler, uh, Iceman. Mm-hmm. I like Havoc mm-hmm. quite a yeah. bit. Cyclops' brother Havoc. Yes. I'm very partial to like the early Claremont team, like mm-hmm. Storm, Cyclops, yeah. or Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Wolverine. Like I like those four together. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite, and this, is, and this has been... Oh, I like Bishop, too. Yeah. Going back to my earliest X-Men it's memories. Iceman, right? Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. I've you always loved Iceman. always played him in the game. Yeah, I always played him in the game. He's got good powers, yeah. I He's had, got good area of effect powers. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, like, late 90s X-Men? Probably not even late. Probably, like, early. No, it must have been early 90s. X-Men... Um, no, I guess you wouldn't, because you didn't know X-Men then. There was, a, there was this 90s run of action figures uh-huh. that was, like everything to me uh-huh. i loved them and this was like in the toys r us era mm-hmm. you know where you'd have like a wall just like as far as you the eye can see yeah. of just x-men toys yep and they had i mean if a character even was in the background of a panel yeah in a single x-men comic yeah. you can bet that toys r us had an action figure yeah. of that one-off character yeah. And I was desperate to get the Cyclops, mm-hmm. uh, hooded Cyclops with a white yep. stripe, because his optic blasts 
flipped on. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we used to take them to slumber parties and when the, the parents were like, all right, go to bed, we'd be like, okay. And then we'd use those to like... That's fine. Yeah. You have the 90s cartoon to thank for that because oh, yeah. the X-Men didn't have like a toy line oh, yeah. until the cartoon. So. But they were modeled on the, the cartoon, which is interesting. They, they weren't... Uh... Yeah, that might have been licensing or something. Yeah, Marvel, the comics company, was not a big supporter of the cartoon right okay. out of the gate. So I think that might also be why. Wow. But like you said, too, like the cartoon only has so many characters where... Yeah the x-men oh, uh, yeah. comics they're like oh remember oh, yeah. maggot <laughs> so i mean the, the, real the cyclops was super cool and yeah. it's probably one of the reasons why cyclops has remained one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. even though a lot of times i, believe I know cyclops i know is cyclops. One of your a lot of the times characters. he's unpleasant and he often makes baffling decisions mm-hmm. but i always find cyclops compelling I, re- I like cyclops i know i really liked that two volume uh, spin-off of all new x-men Where that just follows space. young cyclops mm-hmm. in space yeah. uh, which got all confusing yeah. with the black vortex crossover but yeah so Iceman and his action figure was mm-hmm. completely clear and i was mesmerized by that mm-hmm. uh and uh and cyclops mm-hmm. and nightcrawler you might like grant morrison's new x-men then because he was kind of he was one of those people who's like cyclops is cool yeah. he's confident he seems detached but it's just because he's just like this is just you know a Wednesday for him, like nice. dive bombing a bunch of Sentinels and blowing up the I want airship. A t-shirt with Cyclops that says, "This is just a Wednesday." <laughs> this is just a Wednesday for me. Yeah. So it, like, if you if you do Cyclops right, he is he is a compelling character. Yeah. He's very angsty, which is an issue. Well, and uh, the whole Wolverine thing is rough. I, as I've mentioned in past episodes, I've been off graphic novels, and you recommended Exiles to me, mm-hmm. which is an X-Men story. It's with, basically sliders. Yes, it is, with different versions of the X-Men coming together and working as a team, and I am loving it. Really? So, yes. Nice. So, I'm definitely going to follow that one, mm-hmm. but you've also convinced me to pick up Grant Morrison X-Men, so... I'm so excited for I you. I will, uh... I will keep our listeners That's one I have to. all in single issues as well. I I've have to, you know, I read the, uh, Eric and I both read the Raina Telgemeier X-Men Misfits, Hillary, which I think you should the manga, give a shot to. The manga X-Men. Because it's fun. But I was talking about this in, in our uh, soccer episode, and my mm-hmm. friend Chris, who was in our soccer episode, called me out for preparing for the X-Men episode by reading X-Men things mm-hmm. I haven't read, but not reading soccer books. So oh, yeah. He's right, but in mm-hmm. my defense, as yeah. soon as he gave me his list, I put holds on everything, and they yeah. didn't come until we recorded oh, the episode. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Chris, you are right. Lacking that, you yeah. did a good job pretending to be interested mm-hmm. in soccer Thank you. for that episode. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. He also pointed out that Invictus, which we talked about quite a bit, is not a soccer movie. They are, in fact, playing rugby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> so, Chris has offered to be our official soccer correspondent, mm. so we'll welcome him to the All the Books okay. family. <laughs> Any soccer questions can yeah. go to my college friend Chris Casali. Yeah. All right. I think uh, I think it's gonna do it for our X Men Spotlight. Yeah. So if people again, are uh, yeah. interested. Yes. I suggest a book called Comic Creators on X Men. Oh yeah. Where uh, Tom DeSanto, who you or Tom DeFalco, uh, goes around and interviews a bunch of people who worked on X Men. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to, without reading all the issues, if you just want to see what like creators are doing and everything, this is a really great, really sweet book. Okay. So I love all right. It. All right, well, thanks to our special guest, uh, Hillary Gunning, You're for so joining welcome. us in our X-Men episode. Mm-hmm. And where can they find Previously on X-Men? Eric? You can find Previously on X-Men uh, wherever you get your podcasts, so iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, you can find its website at radiomeanwhile.com as nice. well. Uh, this week's episode will be our character spotlight on Scarlet Witch. We've, uh, we kind of rotate through different topics, okay. so comics, the movies, and the shows. All right. So. 
So if you sweet. like X-Men, you like Eric, you like Hillary, but you're not mm-hmm. a fan of me. Oh, sure, Previously yeah. on X-Men is the yeah. podcast Ditch for Nick. you. If, if you're not a fan of X-Men, I think we do a pretty decent job explaining things to people who might not know. Huh. Yeah, a lot of right. it is like when I don't remember something precisely and you have to <laughs> yeah. explain it. Nice. Yeah. And then that works for the listener. That's right. The listener th- the listener might <laughs> yeah. think that's a clever bit, but it's actually yeah. Just, yeah. the inner workings and, of Hillary's brain. And what happened brain. in that? Previously, previously on... on X. <laughs> previously on X. I'm okay. like trying to picture it in yeah. my head. All right, Facebook thanks, and Twitter. Thanks again Previously for joining us. Oh, you didn't really talk about Dark Phoenix. The movie? Yeah. The G- reason we're Give us doing a quick. Give episode. us a quick. Uh, okay. Uh, Dark Phoenix, the movie. Uh, my mileage is obviously going to take me through that film more than most people, because not only do I like the X-Men, I like these movies in general, and so I tend to forgive them for their mistakes. Mm-hmm. But... Am it, I going to like this movie, Eric? I don't know. It definitely makes... It definitely does things wrong that are important decisions. It definitely makes some important wrong choices. There's some stuff in there that's good. There's some stuff in there that's not good. It try it tries to go smaller and a little bit more personal, but you can't really do that with the Dark Phoenix story mm. without making it not seem that important. And also, it's not a remake of Last Stand, but there are moments where you're like, we, we've been through this before with Last Stand. Mm. So if we don't like this, we could just wait another 10 years for the next yeah, Phoenix movie. Correct? Basically, yeah. That feels like they, my entire childhood. I'm not saying they... I don't, it does... This isn't a story where you need Magneto okay. or his cronies or any of that. It should just be Gene and the X-Men mm-hmm. and Magneto's there. Okay. And there's also some other stuff in there that I won't say that... When they show up in the comics, I don't like them. Okay. And they're in the movie. So in that way, it's a little accurate to the comic, okay. but I'm like, mm And now we differed very much on Apocalypse in that mm-hmm. I wanted to go and find the creators of this and demand a written mm-hmm. apology. And you liked Apocalypse. I, you're forgiving of Apocalypse. I don't like the character Apocalypse in that okay. movie, but I like... Power of Sand. I like seeing certain X-Men in okay. there, and I like... The so how's the action and how's the jump from Apocalypse to Dark Phoenix? Like, do they feel Apocalypse to me feels very much like a standalone kind of an annual, right? Like in the comics, where right. like nothing's really it doesn't matter what came before. This is very by itself. It's got a big villain that won't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, some cool action sets and everything. Lots of color that the X Men movies usually don't have. And Dark Phoenix is very low key, and. Not great at okay. times. But well, that's wife, disappointing. My wife liked it for the most part, and there are moments action-wise that stand out. Magneto using his power still finds ways to like crack me up, but I did especially hate Nightcrawler in this movie. Oh, that's sad. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, I guess uh, once we see it, I'll, yeah. I'll give you an update yeah. on how we feel. Sophie Turner is good, okay. but they don't give her enough. Mm. Okay. So I guess it depends on how much you like Jean's story relating to all the men in her life, mm. and that will show you how much you uh, like to. Uh, I'm just gonna Dark stay Phoenix. home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do some quick library news. So we're coming up on the summer reading program, which runs throughout July. The book sale is going to be up. We've got uh, programming and prizes for all ages in the auditorium. We have the Young Sisters concert on June 13th. We have a historical uh, reenactment impersonator, whatever you'd like to say, uh, coming in character as Ulysses S. Grant. That's going to be on Tuesday the 18th. Uh, and then Music on the Lawn starts right after that with uh, a Beatles tribute band new this year. And, of course, uh, Terry Buckwald as Elvis is going to be here, which everybody loves. The Elvis impersonator is also the uh, Ulysses S. Grant impersonator, though. Really? Wow. <laughs> that is, in fact, yeah. not true, but it, it is an interesting. Yeah. Anything you want to mention, uh, teen, youth-wise? Uh, just, yeah, summer reading summer programs reading. coming up. There's gonna be, there are tons of prizes. The Grand 
prizes are some te- telescopes, uh, so you can see space and maybe think about terraforming Mars. Nice. Just like Kim Stanley, Stanley Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Uh, we'll give away a copy of Red Mars to you. That's, <laughs> each. Well, now you've committed to that, so you have to make that happen. Uh, and then, I mean, Teen Night and Kids Hangout, which happens on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, are still going on. We're showing a few different movies, too. Exciting. So. And like I said, that like Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the All the Book Show. Remember, you can listen to Hillary and Eric on their X-Men podcast, Previously on X-Men. Ooh. Find them on Twitter at Previously on X. You can like, rate, and review the All the Book Show on you iTunes sure or wherever you find your podcast. Yeah. Remember to rate and share, and you can talk to us on Twitter at All the Book Show. Until next time. Mm-hmm.